find me here can you lead me isn't that what the journey has been about over the last several weeks as we've tried to focus in on receiving what God has for us you know in the first week your book kind of gave a challenge about what what the goal the hope would be of this study and it said, receiving the love of the Father who adores you. Because when you experience the fullness of God, you find a place of love, rest, approval. You will find home. Ah, oh, that just kind of makes me go, ah. Oh. And so it's that home we really focus on today. How do we remain home so that we can experience, continue to experience, the fullness of God's love and rest and approval? I liked what the, the video depicted for us. It showed suitcases filled with orphan thinking. And we've talked about, you know, being spiritual orphans, and only through God do we come through to that place of understanding that we are adopted into his family. So on those suitcases, I wonder today what you would write on yours. We saw many believing that they were unworthy, 
unlovable, addictions, seeking people's approval, not believing God is there every day for them, that he doesn't care for them. So what does your suitcases say? What have you learned over the last six weeks that is part of your burden, that keeps you separated from really living into that fullness? So I like to give some visuals, so put on your imagination cap, okay? Here is the pile of suitcases, okay? Got it? With all your burdens, whatever that looks like, whatever you would write on your suitcase, that's here. Over here, we have the fullness of God. We have this place where we can rest, where we know we are protected, that we know we are loved, that he values us, that he listens to our every need. Now, I don't know about you, but I kind of like the idea of this. Does that sound like a good place? You guys, you know I always want feedback from you. I'm not a preacher, okay? You got to give me some feedback. So we've got, we are the treasured children of God here. And over here, we have what? Suitcases. Just filled with all that orphan thinking. Okay? Now picture there's a bridge that goes from orphan thinking over here to treasure child of God. Okay? Now, I tend to go back and forth a little bit. As much as I want to remain here, I find myself... suddenly back over here, thinking, believing, behaving like an orphan. Oh, it gets so frustrating. And to give you just a little example of that, that I often, you know, want to make sure everyone approves of me. Now, that's really funny for somebody that's on church staff. Because guess what? That's impossible. We always hear something. So you may be wondering, why in the world is Schneider up here today wearing blue jeans? (gasps) Shocking. 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 However, it's for an illustration, okay? I had to come up with an illustration. Last time I wore my African garb, but today I wear my blue jeans. Because to be really honest with you, every Sunday morning I wake up when I am coming to church here at College Hill. I really want to wear jeans. Just because I'm comfortable in jeans and I'm coming home to be with my family, I don't typically put on my evening gown when I go home. No, I, 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 I'm comfortable. I thought about wearing my pajama pants today, but I thought that might push it over the edge a little bit. Um, so be thankful that I have jeans on. Um, but in all seriousness, I really do. And then when I'm up here in front of the congregation, oh my, the mental calisthenics, the gymnastics that I go through, 
Okay, first you gotta make sure you wear something that the microphone can hook into, because you can't wear a dress because you don't have a microphone. Unless you wear a belt, then you could hook the microphone into it. Okay, you gotta make sure everything's covered, you gotta make sure it's not too tight, you gotta make sure of this, and you gotta make sure of that. And you know, and at least if you have a total flop sermon, at least if you had a cute outfit on, people will say, hey, you liked your outfit. Gave them something to say something about, right? Well, guess what, folks, today, I am resting in my daddy's love. I, I don't need anyone's approval. I woke up this morning, almost chickened out. Started looking through the closet. Well, Jean, you really can't do that. Can't wear jeans to church. I did ask Drew. He told me it was okay. <laughs> Guess I was looking for his approval. I just didn't want him to get back from Iraq and, you know, the first thing I hear, did you know what Jean wore on Sunday to preach in? <laughs> I also checked with a few of you in first service to make sure you wouldn't be shocked. But, and, but today, I'm resting in my daddy's love. My Abba Father says, I love you. Be with your family today. Be with your family but you know what? I go back and forth across that bridge over something as simple as that. Can you relate to that? How we just seek people's approval over and over and over again. And we miss the blessing. We miss what God has for us in the midst of all that goes on inside. So today we're going to take a look at Romans 8, 14 through 17. We'll be on the screen. I'm using the NIV translation. Hope that's okay. Um, pull it up on your electronic device, whatever you'd like to do. But as we look at his word, let's really listen to what it says to us. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you now. And Lord, it is in that place of being adopted children into your family that we want to hear your words today. God, I pray that you would bind those things that stand in the way of truly, truly experiencing what it means to rest as your children. So speak to our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. Because those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. Let me say that again. You did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. But you received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, 
then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his suffering in order that we may also share in his glory. Woo! As Louisa says, hallelujah. That is some good stuff. So first, let's consider that we are led by the Spirit of God. What does that mean? I don't know about you, but I often tend to be led by the spirit of Gene Schneider. Or I'm led by those around me. Or I'm led by whatever circumstance that might be happening in my world on that particular day. You know how easily we get distracted from the truth that we are led by the spirit of God. So I think the first thing that we have to do is recognize that we have the Spirit of God taking up residence inside of us. Wow. Wow. That we are no longer orphans, but we are adopted into his family. And yet we so often wander around over here, just even adding more things to our suitcases. Because we forget that it is he who says, you are a treasured child of God. But instead, what do we do? Well, if we don't feel good enough, we try to find things that say we're good enough. We might work even harder. We might go for that promotion that really we don't want because we know it will take us away from our families. We might be retired, but by golly, we're still concerned about what our status is, what our image is. Are we wearing the right clothes? Am I hanging out with the right people who will say I have value? Do I put a mask on even when my world is falling apart just so people think I'm okay? I don't think that's what the Spirit of God calls us to do. You know, or do we believe that we are unlovable and we just jump at any chance for someone to love us? Do we find ourselves in bed with somebody that's not our spouse? Do we find ourselves staring at a screen with pornography on it? Or do we try to soothe ourselves with whatever substance we might have? Alcohol, drugs, shopping, food, chocolate. Whatever it might be, do we forget that we have the Holy Spirit that dwells inside of us? Who says, you are treasured. You are treasured. You don't need all this other stuff because you are treasured. 
And of course, I thought, well, sometimes on Sunday morning you hear something and you think, well, well that's, that's, that's a good point, okay. Well, I'm going to stop throughout the sermon today and we're going to pray specifically about each point. I want, want us just to listen to that spirit that testifies within us. And so we're going to just pause here for a moment, and we're going to ask. I think last week Drew said, ask the Holy Spirit. Right? Did he say that? He told me he said that. I missed it. Don't, oh, wait, he can listen to this, and I just confessed. But ask. Ask. So we're just going to pause for a moment, and we're going to ask for us to recognize that we have a spirit the Holy Spirit taking up residence inside. Can we do that? Is that all right? Let's pray. Father God, we come to you now. And Father, your word tells us that your Holy Spirit dwells within. And not only, Father, does it dwell within, but it empowers us. It empowers us, Father. And so, Father, just in this moment of silence, Lord, would you speak to the hearts of the people here today? Would you open the eyes of our hearts that we would see and hear what you want us to see and hear about your Holy Spirit? That dwells within. Father, I just pray that whatever was brought forth, that we will remember, that we will live in that place of recognizing your Holy Spirit that empowers us. Amen. If God spoke something to you, write it down. He speaks. He speaks. And as you, even as you go from here, listen, 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 listen. Secondly, probably the most interesting thing about this verse we looked at was it says, we have received a spirit of sonship, not a spirit of that makes us a slave to fear. Anybody deal with fear, worry, anxiety? I just thought that was so interesting that as Paul's writing to the Romans, he would say, hey, 
FYI, you don't have the spirit of fear. You don't need to be a slave to that fear any longer. Because Paul knew <laughs> what us humans do, right? We go to those places of worry, of fear, of anxiety that cause us to think and behave like orphans. You know, how often, I just sometimes reflect and think, how often do I allow fear, worry, anxiety to stand in the way of what God might be calling me to, that stands in the way of, of causing me just to keep believing that I'm an orphan or behaving like an orphan? You know, last week, for those of you who are here, you heard Catherine Sanders share with us. You know, Catherine, at 60 years old, adopts 8-year-old twins and a 9-year-old. Whoa. Wow. I haven't heard God tell me to do that yet. Maybe he's waiting until I hit 60. I'm not sure. Um, But, you know, the interesting thing that really struck me was... You know, and Catherine and I have had many conversations that she didn't allow fear to stop her from doing what God called her to do. And she had, you know, she said her adult children were questioning her like, uh, Mom, you raised four of us. I mean, you got all these grandkids. I mean, really? Do you now need to become mom to three-year-old, to three other kids? Yikes. But Catherine... I don't know if you caught what she said at the very end. It brought me to tears when Drew said, you know, so why did you do this? And she said, I loved them. I didn't want to let them go. I didn't want to let them go. And that just resonated in my spirit because I thought that's exactly what God says about us. I don't want to let you go. I have made a way for you not to only be with me, but to remain with me. I'm not, I don't want to let you go. I don't want to let you go. And so I am so grateful to Catherine for not allowing the, all those fears that were bubbling up inside of her to stand in the way of her really experiencing the fullness because isn't part of remaining at home about being obedient to what God calls us to do, that we don't allow fear to stand in that way of doing what it is that he calls us. And I'm also grateful to think that these three precious children who were orphans, who had no home, are now in a home with a mom who loves them, who doesn't want to let them go, and even greater, who points them to God and teaches them about his love. I'm like, wow, it doesn't get much better than that. And then I think about fear. And it was funny. I thought of, you know, different examples to give of just conversations I've had with people over the years and typed them all out. Guess what happened? Last night I was going to bed. 
one more run through. And God said, you got your own stories. You got your own stories. You can be vulnerable. You can share these stories. So the first one that came to me about how we allow fear or we could allow fear to rule our lives. Some of you know I was in Africa earlier this year. And uh, the night before I went was to leave to go to Africa, I'm bringing my suitcases down the steps. And each time I went up to get another one, I felt my heart starting to race. To the point where, if any of you have ever had, you know, major anxiety, I seldom do, but this particular night I did, I was tingling. I thought, oh my, this is a problem. So I set the last suitcase down, Stephen's in the living room, I go in, and I just bust into tears. I go, what am I doing? I have never been out of this country. And he goes, you'll be okay. And I'm like, that's what you think. How do you know I'm going to be okay? And I started to list all the things in which I was fearful for. So, you know, and I just thought, well, how interesting, because when I heard the call to go, I was like, okay, I'm over here. What's over here? Treasure child of God, right? I'm like, okay, God, I can do this. I can so do, I am, I've got you with me, we're good. And all of a sudden, the night before, right on back across this bridge, and I started listing off every reason why I should not go. Every reason. And I thought, wow, huh, that's pretty orphan-like. So needless to say, I went. Loved it. It was amazing. I experienced a dependence upon God that I never knew was even possible. I mean, it was amazing. Then the last day in Africa, we are driving back toward the airport. And I'm sitting on the end. And any of you that have been to Africa or countries, if any of you came to hear Daniel Kaluby a couple weeks ago, he showed pictures of what the highway, the roads look like, and all the cars, and people, and motorcycles, and people beeping their horns, and it's crazy, just, you know, already kind of gets you worked up a little bit. So we are crammed into this van, and I'm on the end, and of course there's no air conditioning, and it's burning hot, and so the windows are down. And we get into the city, and I thought, oh, maybe I will have some Wi-Fi. I've been unplugged for two weeks. Why should I care? But anyway, I, so I pull out my phone, and I'm sitting there in the van, and we're just creeping along, and there's all these people just out on the roadway, some people, you know, selling bananas and this and that and what have you. And the next thing I know, a hand reaches through the window, grabs hold of my cell phone, I won't do the scream that I did there. I didn't know I could scream like that. It was amazing. But I let out this scream, and I held onto my cell phone. The, the guy pulled my hand all the way through the window, 
the bus driver turns around that was from the school that had hosted us, and he, you know, see, all of a sudden sees what's going on. He starts to get out of the van. Everybody in the van's like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And with my loud screaming and, you know, all these people around, the guy lets go. I pull my hand back in, and I really didn't think my phone was still there. And I really didn't care if my phone was still there. It was still there. And I thought, wow, okay. So we were going <laughs> to spend the night at the hotel before we flew out. And I thought, in that moment, my thoughts started to go to orphan thinking. I started to think, oh, I should have never come. I'm not safe here. I'll never come back. That was all about me. I didn't consult with God, but I so quickly went from being a treasured child to over here being an orphan, thinking, you know, and of course I got to the place, why would God let that happen? I mean, really? Come on, God, we are over here serving you. Why would you have that happen? Fortunately, the spirit within that said, I did not give you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of sonship, reminded me to go into the word. And this is what God said to me. It was the Lord our God himself who brought us and our fathers up out of Egypt from that land of slavery and performed those great signs before our eyes. He protected us on our entire journey and among all the nations through which he traveled. Joshua 24, 17. And I went, oh, oh, he is the protector. There is nothing to be fearful about. He brings us out of slavery. He brings us through the nations. And so if somebody were to say to me again, you want to go to Africa? Guess what I'd say? I'm there. I'm there. But how quickly we go to orphan thinking. And if we don't remember what the Spirit says, we live, in or live as orphans and we miss all that God has for us. And we just bathe ourselves in that worry and in that anxiety and that fear. Making sense? Can you identify with fear in your own life? With the worry, the anxiety, how quickly we go back to those places of orphan thinking. Then I had this other great example that I was going to share with you that I had with a conversation with somebody and driving here this morning. God said, no, really? You have another one to share? I'm like, I don't want to share that one. He's like, hmm, share it. So... A few months ago, I uh, had learned of something that I, my heart just ached. I felt betrayed. I just felt that overall, I'm alone. 
where's God? I can't believe God would let this happen. And I mean, I was going to town in my thoughts. And so we sometimes have behaviors that are like orphans, right? So for me, I started thinking like an orphan. And I thought, well, I'll behave like an orphan. In the past, before I realized I was a treasured child of God, I always thought things would help me feel better. So one Saturday afternoon, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking like this orphan. I'm just like, man, you know, and I'm telling God I can't believe this. And You ever do that to God? And I said, well, I think I'll go shopping. Yep, orphan thinking, orphan behavior. So I get in the car, and I had one of the Christian radio stations on. And it's funny how if we listen, God speaks. God of wonders was playing. Those of you that know that song, it's one of my favorite songs. It just takes me to that place of worship, of remembering how awesome God is. So I started to kind of go, okay. And then I started reading some scripture that I'm not sure if it was on any, anyone else's radio station that day, but it came through my car radio station. And it started to remind me of God's love. And that he hasn't forgotten, he hasn't left me. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm crying. Like, okay, God. So I started kind of making my way back across that bridge. All right, he loves me. He's going to take care of me. I can rest. And I really, by the time I got to the place I was going to go shopping, I thought, huh, maybe I really don't even need that two seconds of feeling better. But isn't it funny how sometimes we have these old behaviors that still want us to behave like the orphan? So I pull in and I see sidewalk clearance sale. I'm like, woohoo! Do, 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 back over here. What can I find that's going to help me feel better? God was fun that day. I look at some things, pick it up. Well, that's a good deal. Oh, well, that'll be cute. Oh, that'll make me feel better. I'll feel real good when I wear that. But somewhere I was able to listen to the spirit within. That says, that's not going to soothe you. That doesn't soothe. I am the one that brings healing. I am the one that brings you rest. I'm the one who meets you in places where you think you are alone. So I'm glad to report everything went back on the rack. Walked back to my car. Radio was still on. I can sing of your love forever was playing. I was like, 
well, God, I don't really know if this is all going on just for me, but whatever's happening, it was amazing. And so off I went. Now, that didn't mean that there still wasn't some sadness inside, but I really began to live over there as that treasured child again. I remembered the spirit within was testifying, you are my daughter. I have adopted you. I have given you an inheritance that only you can walk into. So we're going to pause again, and we're going to invite God to speak to you once again. Let's pray. Father, we come to you. we pray that we can embrace the truth. Father, I pray your Holy Spirit to rain down, that God, that you would guide us in your truth, that you would teach us, and that God, that you would give us your strength to walk in the truth, that God, that you would bind that fear, that worry, that anxiety in the name of Jesus. That, God, that you would bind those orphan behaviors in the name of Jesus so that we can walk in the fullness. Our hope is in you all day long. Amen. So listen, reflect on what the Spirit is telling you. Live like treasured children. Remain in the love, the fullness of God has for you. Remain at home with Him. Remain. Remain, remain, remain. You know, I said that we've kind of got this, this bridge that goes back and forth. Well, I'd like for us as we finish today to kind of think of it as a drawbridge. You know, those bridges that mm, go up in the middle mm, so the big ships can get through. Well, sometimes I need a picture. And if I know that if I have received the redeeming love of Jesus, and I do lift those in the sanctuary today, that if you've not come to that place to accept Christ's forgiveness for you, that there's no sin that can separate us from the love of God. That's what the Word tells us. His Word says there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. And so I invite you, if this is the first time to say, yes, I want to receive that love, I repent and I want to come over and be with him. I want to be that treasured child. I don't want to be in the orphanage anymore. You know, because the only person, you know, that has to die for us to receive our full inheritance is who? us, the old creature, right? We don't have to wait around. 
We aren't going to think, well, when Aunt Susie dies, I'm going to get $100,000, right? No. We've got an inheritance that we can have right now. We've got to say goodbye. We've got to put to death the old creature, the orphan. And God says, come on over. Remain. Remain at home with me. And so I invite you that as we think about this bridge being a drawbridge, that, you know, don't make it so easy for you to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But to be able, when you find yourself beginning to get those little inklings to think or behave like an orphan, to say, mm, drawbridge up. I can't go back over there. I don't want to go back over there. And we know what God says. I want you to be right here with me. Experience the fullness of all that he has. So it's my prayer for you today is that you can remain at home. Put the drawbridge up when you're tempted to go back over there. So unless you're a really good swimmer, stay over here. Stay over here. Amen.